Okay, you ready? You can hear me okay? Great, we're on? Perfect. Awesome. Let's go. I'm Peter Little, lead pastor at Christ Pacific Church in Huntington Beach, California. We're cultivating a community of faith, hope, and love that follows Jesus into the world. And you're listening to our Sunday Sermons podcast. To learn more about us or to subscribe to this podcast, visit us at cpchb.org. Thanks for listening. So good. So that's John Krasinski. Um, some of you, most of you probably know him as Jim Halpert from The Office, right? Uh, or maybe if you're watching um, Jack Ryan um, on Amazon Prime, you know, he's uh, Jack Ryan to you. But that's John Krasinski. That was uh, episode number one of Some Good News, this low-budget, at-home film series that John put together. And um, that was episode number one that released on March 29th, 2020. Remember that? So uh, this series, Some Good News, which was relatively short, um, he did a number of episodes, Uh, this series, over the course of eight weeks, garnered 72 million views on YouTube, and 2.6 million people subscribed to his YouTube channel, or to the Some Good News YouTube channel. Uh, Not only that, but after a number of weeks, after um, this had been on YouTube for a while, and it was a viral hit, um, he had all sorts of suitors who wanted to buy the rights. I don't really understand how all that works um, for it. And and John Krasinski has since uh, sold the rights to CBS. And I was like, ooh, how much did he sell them for? Like, how much was this stuff worth? Undisclosed amount. Read a lot right? It was wildly popular. Some good news. Why are we so interested in hearing good news? Like, it's almost like there's something in us, something in our hearts or our psyche or whatever that just like resonates with good news. So much so that 72 million people over the course of eight weeks, you know, watch this. And you know what? We were some of those 72 million. We showed the longer version of that video to our staff, I think in like April of 2020. It was just like, hey man, it's, it's like a lot of tough news going on. Like here's a little emotional pick-me-up. John Krasinski, who doesn't like him? And uh, some good news. But it's almost like, like we were designed or built or wired in such a way that we would be good news people. weird. Hey, I'm going to read the Bible, and uh, I'm going to read from Mark chapter 1, starting in verse 1. We're starting uh, a journey through Mark's gospel, and uh, it's going to be on the screen for you to follow along, or you can turn there if you want. This is Mark chapter 1, verse 1 through 8, although heads up, I don't think we're going to make it past verse 1 today. Okay, Uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 1. This is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Uh, it It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written, Look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. Well, this messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. 
So all of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is God's word for us today. At the beginning of the good news. Thank goodness for some good news, huh? Uh, But what do we mean by good news? Uh, What is the good news? What does that even mean? Uh, More importantly, not what do we mean, but what does Mark, the writer of this gospel, mean when he says, hey, here's the beginning of the good news? Is it the kind of news that John Krasinski reported? You know, some good news, the kind of heartfelt, warm, emotional, uplifting, emotionally uplifting kind of news that he reported? during the pandemic especially. And you know, it was, it was lovely, some good news, what John Krasinski did. It was really, really heartwarming, I thought. You know, stories that were super moving, like stories um, that highlighted medical professionals who went to work every day risking their lives to try to save some of our lives. Or like, I remember this one episode where um, there was an elderly man, a husband, um, whose wife was in a nursing facility And the nursing facility, because of COVID, had to close down, so they couldn't have any visitors. And it was her birthday. And so there was a video of this elderly man, who was the woman's husband, standing at her window outside the facility, singing happy birthday to you. I mean, it just like almost makes you cry, right? Super heartwarming, uplifting stuff. It was so good. Is that the kind of good news that we're talking about here? Is that the kind of good news that Mark is beginning to tell us about? here? Well, I hope to answer that question, or at least clarify the terms of the question. So another word for um, good news is gospel. Um, Some of your Bible translations might translate verse 1 as the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ. Uh, Gospel is the same thing as, well, it just means good word, good news. And it's actually this little Greek word um, called euangelion, Uh, That's fun to say, euangelion. Uh, It's the word that we get um, evangelism from or evangelical, right? So um, evangelical just means um, someone who uh, believes the good news, receives the good news, and shares the good news. And evangelical is a good newsizer, a good news person. They're a a euangelion kind of person. Uh, That's really helpful, Peter. That's neat to know that Greek word, but we still have no idea what good news means. Um, So what is the good news? Uh, Well, I'm going to be Captain Obvious here for a little bit and point out some things that are super obvious, but I think are helpful for us in understanding what is the good news. So first of all, uh, the the good news um, is news. I told you, I warned you I was going to be Captain Obvious. It's news, which means what it is, is it's an announcement of something that has taken place. It's filling us in on a new reality, right? This is a lot different from advice. Good advice 
is um, like tips on how you could uh, live better. I don't know. Um, how you could live your best life ever. That's like good advice, right? So um, maybe you have a financial advisor, right? And she gives you advice on how to invest your financial resources. In other words, she's giving you tips on what to do or maybe what not to do. That's good advice, or hopefully it's uh, good advice or you need a different financial advisor. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but the good news is not advice. It's news about something that has taken place. So um, if we were to just carry on with this financial advisor kind of um, analogy, uh, it would be like this. Um, the good news is not like your financial advisor advising you on how to invest in the stock market or something. The good news is more like um, the announcement of something that has taken place that you're just learning for the first time. Like, for example, you learned um, that your mom purchased $1,000 of Apple stock in 1980. <laughs> and you learned that um, in her will, um, which she left to you, right? That, there's no advice there. Because it's not asking you to do anything. It's not telling you what you should or should not do. It's just the announcement of a reality that is going to radically change your life. Because that stock is now worth $1.7 million, right? So that's the announcement of news. Or, um, you know, we heard recently uh, when the queen died. Right, the announcement of the queen's death. This, this was not advice. It was the announcement of a new reality. Uh, something has taken place, and um, it doesn't affect us all that much, but it does affect reality. In fact, it's the announcement of someone new on the throne. There's a new monarch in place, and his name is King Charles, right? That's news. That's how news is different from advice. So the good news about Jesus is, is news. It's it's informing us of a new reality at play because of events that have taken place in the past. Okay, so Captain Obvious continues on and says this. He says, not only is the good news news, it's also good. It's good, which is obvious but worth stating here because sometimes it seems like the way in which some folks talk about the good news or communicate the good news, it seems like it's not very good. Like you have heard some of these slogans, right? Like, um, turn or burn, baby. That doesn't sound like good news to me. It sounds terrible, actually. It sounds like I'm about to die by being burned up. Ah! Right? Or, okay, this is my favorite one. Um, this was actually on the billboard of a church that I was serving in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. By the way, I'm so glad we don't have a billboard. It's just too dangerous. Like, don't try to say stuff on a billboard because it's just too easy to say, like, things that don't make sense. Anyway, so I'm driving to work, and I show up at the church, and um, on the billboard, this is, this is what it says. Which section do you want to be in when you die, smoking or non? Just not good news. Um, I mean, you know, like, obviously, like, there's threads of truth in that, right? But this is not how you announce 
Uh, good news. Or this is a, this is a good one. Um, Tim Keller actually identified this. Um, this is often, well, this is sometimes how we um, attempt to share the good news. And it goes like this. I'm right. You're wrong. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> it just doesn't really sound like good news, does it? And the reality is um, we have to contend with difficult, challenging bad news, like a, a lot. It's just part of life, right? I mean, it's just difficult things uh, that we learn about. We just, I just shared a difficult thing, difficult news with you. We, we have to regularly contend with challenging, difficult things in our lives. I, I, when I learned 18 years ago that, um, that I had testicular cancer, like that was challenging news, difficult news. I'm grateful to be healthy today, but like, like we have to deal with challenging news like that, and you have to deal with challenging news all the time. You know, maybe you're dealing even this week or today with like a difficult diagnosis or a difficult prognosis or, or just news of somebody you love who isn't doing well or something like that. We, we just have to deal with challenging news pretty often, and this is why good news resonates with us. Like we need good news. We really need good news. The 72 million people who viewed John Krasinski's Some Good News viewed it because they needed some good news. I was one of them. I'm one of those 72 million. Actually, I'm probably six or seven because I watched it a number of times, right? Um, of uh, need some good news. So... Peter, still, like, what is the good news? (laughs) We know it's good. We know it's news. But what is it? Well, let me keep going here. It's the good news that is announced in Mark's gospel like this. The beginning of the good news about Jesus. It's news about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's the news about him. It's the news of him. It's the news from him. It's the news because of him. He is the news. Someone has said that Jesus is both the herald and the hero of the good news. He both announces and is the content of the good news. And what do you do when a herald announces something? You listen. And so we're invited to listen to Jesus as he announces the good news. Jesus, speak. Your servants are listening. Jesus, what are you saying in your word? I don't know. I'm I'm going to read and find out. Jesus, what are you saying to me right now, this week? I don't know. I'm going, to, I'm going to take some time to be quiet and to intentionally just try to listen, to open my ears and my heart to listen to what Jesus might be saying to me. I'm going to turn off Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and the news. We listen when a herald announces good news. And what do you do when the hero shows up? I think when a hero shows up, like you, you follow him, right? You, you want to be with the hero. You want to follow the hero. You want to do as the hero does. And Jesus is the hero of the good news. He's the hero of the story. Let me just take a little bit of a sidebar here. So there are, um, there are four gospel accounts in our New Testament. So um, in our Bibles, like 85% is what we call the Old Testament or Hebrew Scriptures. 15% is what we call the New Testament. 
Um, and uh, the New Testament has four gospel accounts in it. It's, uh, they're uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these four gospel accounts are like four portraits of Jesus, painted by four different painters. And these four different painters give us like a slightly different perspective of Jesus. You know, it's a, the view of Jesus from a slightly different angle, or maybe a different emphasis, or a different uh, priority, uh, if you will, based on the interests of these four artists or these four gospel writers. And you know what? As you can imagine, we have a much fuller picture of who Jesus is because we have four portraits of him rather than just one portrait. I'm so grateful we have four gospels. Um, or to use a, a different metaphor, we could imagine the four gospel accounts um, like four different film genres. So it's like the same story, but told in four different genres. And I had a little bit of fun with this because I thought, well, so what would the different genres of Mark and Matthew and Luke and John be? And um, I don't really know anything about film. But uh, I thought, you know, Matthew's film, that would really be just like a history film. Uh, because Matthew goes to great lengths to try to connect how, uh, how Jesus is connected to the historical faith of the Israelites, right? So Matthew's film would be like a history film. Um, I think Luke's film, that would be a documentary uh, because Luke tells us, he's a doctor, he's like, you know what? I set out to put together an orderly account of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Um, so his would be like a documentary. Um, John's gospel, that's just straight up romance, you know? I mean, there's a reason that John's gospel is the, is the most popular. It's a love story, only it's not like that cheap romance that you get at the fiction bookstore. It's like real, you know, it's like good uh, romance. And then Mark's gospel, that's the gospel that we're going to be in um, this, uh, during this next season. Man, his gospel account, his film is just straight up action. It is an action adventure. And uh, I don't know about you, but I love action films. In fact, you know, if I'm scrolling on Amazon, like looking for just a movie, any movie to watch, any movie I haven't seen, um, I usually go to the action genre, you know, like I don't really want to see a rom-com. I don't really like I'm too tired for a documentary. I just want an action film. Mark's gospel is the action genre of the gospel. It's just like Jesus, then Jesus does this, then Jesus does that. And I think Mark's favorite word actually is immediately. You'll notice that if you join us and like read through Mark's gospel, it's kind of his favorite word, immediately. It's like Jesus ran here and ran there and did this and did that. He blessed the children, he healed the sick, he cast out the demons, he walked on the water, he stilled the storms. And then ultimately, of course, he died on a cross and rose from the dead. Mark's gospel is this action-packed adventure in which Jesus is, the, is the, um, uh, the pusher of the action or the doer of the action. He's the hero of the story. He's the hero of the good news. So again, Peter, what, what's the good news? We know it's news. We know it's good. We know it's about Jesus. Still not really sure what the good news actually is. Let me keep trying to help. Okay, Mark starts off in his gospel. He says, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus, the Messiah. Oh, let me back up and just, uh, Jesus. Good news about Jesus. It's all in a name here. Names are really important. We think names are important. They were like even more important in this context. 
What does Jesus' name mean? Because that tells us something. Jesus is the Greek version of Joshua. That's a Hebrew name. And Joshua literally means God to the rescue. That's what his name means. The Lord saves. God has come to the rescue. So we're given some clues here. What is the good news about Jesus? The good news about Jesus is that God has come to the rescue. He's come to rescue us from the finality of death and give us the gift of eternal life. You know, if I'm lucky or blessed or whatever, like I'm I'm getting 85 years here. But the good news is that Jesus has blessed me and rescued me from the finality of that. The first 85 years is just a blip on the screen that's going to be my life forever. And if you love and trust Jesus, it's the same for you. This life is just a blip on the screen that goes on forever and ever. Jesus rescues us from the finality of death. He rescues us from the power of sin. Sin has no power over me. And if you believe in Jesus, it has no power over you. Jesus rescues us from the influence of the evil one. We no longer have to listen to him. We no longer need to believe the lies that he tells us. Jesus has rescued us from that. And all we need to do is claim the name of Jesus, and that gives us the power of Jesus over and against the evil one. He won already. That means you're a winner. Everybody likes to win. You know, you've heard, you've heard this um, saying on the sidelines of the soccer field, right? Like, hey, it's not whether you win or lose. It's about how much fun you're having. It's super true, but I always think, isn't it a lot more fun to win? <clears throat> Okay. So Jesus, Jesus is our rescuer, right? He's come to the rescue. Not only that, but he's the Messiah, right? The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah. That um, word Messiah just means anointed one. Another, another um, version of that is a Christ. So, you know, we we love and worship Jesus Christ. Christ isn't Jesus' last name. Um, it's actually a description about him. He's Jesus the Christ. Uh, Jesus the Messiah, same thing. Um, it just means anointed one. He's Jesus the anointed one. It's the good news of Jesus the anointed one. Well, what was he anointed to do? Well, he tells us. He tells us in Luke chapter 4. Check this out. This is so good. Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. It's good news if you're poor. Are you poor? Do you feel poor? Are you nervous about being poor? Are you poor in spirit? The way I ask those questions, everyone in the room can say yes. It's good news for you because in Christ we become unbelievably wealthy in the things that matter are you held captive by addiction there's freedom because jesus has come to the rescue do you feel oppressed by systemic evil injustice it's good news for you jesus has come to set those systems right in his kingdom are you blinded by cynicism or skepticism or narcissism, or any other helpful-ism, unhelpful-ism. The good news is that Jesus has come to open our eyes so that we can see reality more clearly. This is the good news of Jesus the Messiah. 
and it gets better. It's the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, God's Son. And let me just say this about God's Son. If you are the Son of God, you're not, neither am I, but if you were, if you were the Son of God, let me just start over. He's the Son of God, and being the Son of God means that He has access to all of the power and authority and capacity of the living God. So what this means is that Jesus has the power to fulfill what he says will come to pass. Jesus' promises are not empty promises because he has the power to make them come true. Right? So for example, if I stand before you and I tell you that I am going to lead us on the drum set, the best worship music you have ever experienced, going to be rocking out, those are empty promises. Because I do not have the power or the authority to do that. You know that that would be an empty promise, right? But if I invite Cole up here and say, will you give us some kind of promise like that? He actually has the power and the authority and the ability to pull that off. Well, Jesus has the power and authority to pull off what he's promised, to do what he says he's going to do because he is God in the flesh, God's own son. And you know what? This, the gospel, the good news, it keeps getting better. We haven't, we haven't gotten past verse 1 yet, by the way. But we're going to jump all the way to verse 8 because John the Baptist says this really cool thing. He says, um, I came to baptize you with water, but he will come to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That's a really cool way. You know, he's saying like, Jesus is going to drench you with the Holy Spirit. He's going to dunk you in the Holy Spirit's presence. Such a cool way for John to communicate, like um, John the Baptist to communicate, look, Jesus is going to give you the gift of the Spirit. He's going to give it to you. I'm just giving you a sprinkling or a dunking or some water. Jesus, you don't need water. You need the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is going to give you the gift of the Spirit. And you know what? The Spirit isn't just going to be next to you. The Spirit's going to be in you. He's going to set up residence in your life, in your heart. This is so cool, you guys. That means that you and I are the dwelling place of the living God, that he comes to set up camp in my heart and in your heart so that wherever you go, Jesus is with you because the Holy Spirit is with you because the Spirit is in you. The gift of God's presence, not just alongside you, and not even just with you, but in you, the dwelling place of God. This is super good news, you guys. So what, are, like, what, do we, you know, what do we do? How do we respond to this kind of good news? You know, I know that one of the ways that we respond to good advice is we just feel burdened, right? Because it's like, oh. Yeah, that would be great if I did those things, but I don't have the energy or the time or the desire. Honestly, like, some of you feel a little bit guilty, right? I mean, am I alone? Isn't this what advice can sometimes do? Well, how do we respond to good news? We respond to good news by receiving it. I just imagine um, it's Christmas time, and there's this uh, there's this gift that's been wrapped in really awesome uh, wrapping paper and it's under the tree and we're like children 
And like any child who is alive, we, we can't wait to open the gift. Like we can't wait to unwrap it and see what's in there and experience it and enjoy it. And, and that's the invitation, like to unwrap the gift. It's there for the taking. Like it would be silly to just leave it there and let it collect dust. Let's open up the gift. It's been given. And then let's receive the good news um, as like headline news, right? So uh, the good news of Jesus Christ is not like a letter to the editor that's buried like five pages down on some like hard to get to web page or something that is like super, like, like it's not, like it's headline news because it changes everything. It affects everything. It's the most important thing. All of reality has been changed because of what Jesus has done. And you and I get to be in on it and get to be part of Jesus' kingdom continuing to come on earth as it is in heaven. It's headline news. And so we can ask, just, uh, we can ask like we would ask of any headline news, like how does that affect my life? How does that affect every single area of my life? This is not some obscure letter to the editor by some random person who had a random thought they wanted to share with a few people who read it on some obscure webpage six weeks ago. It's headline news. And then we can begin to live in light of it, right? We can live in light of the good news. The biblical language for that is repent and be baptized. That's living in light of the good news. So repent is uh, this biblical word that just means turn around. Right? So turn away from, from everything that would lead me away from God and turn toward Jesus Christ and begin to follow him. After all, he is the hero. Don't you want to follow him? So turn away from all that would lead me away from God, all that is not pleasing to God, all the things that I think and say and do that, um, that isn't pleasing to God. Like, just turn away from that. Turn your back on that. Besides, like, this is not good for you anyway, right? And and turn towards Jesus. That's repent. And then be baptized. If you haven't yet been baptized, be baptized. It's this wonderful public symbolic gesture. Well, it's more than a gesture. It's a sacrament where we get to visibly say in the community of faith, like, I'm going to trust Jesus the best I can. I know that Jesus is 100% trustworthy. I know he loves me beyond measure, and I just, I want to do everything. I, I want to love him too. I love him, and I want to try to follow him. Like, that's what baptism is, a declaration of faith in Jesus. So if you haven't been baptized, living in light of the good news is to just turn toward Jesus and then get dunked in his presence, filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized uh, with water as a symbol and with the Holy Spirit as a reality. And then lastly, getting close here, you guys, we're wrapping it up. Lastly, um, share the good news. Uh, do you remember when you were in first grade? And uh, especially like this time of year, or maybe like in September, uh, you would go back to school and your teacher would um, say like, okay, kids, uh, what we're going to do is um, for the next week or so, um, we're going to have show and tell. And so what I want you to do is I want you to go home tonight and I want you to find something that you can bring back to class and share with your classmates. Maybe it's something from your summer. Maybe you went on vacation somewhere. Maybe it's a picture of you with your family or something. Like just something. Um, and bring it back to school and uh, we're going to have show, uh, show and tell. Did you guys do that? I did that. Didn't everybody do that? It's like part of school, right? I think you have to do that to graduate first grade or something. 
Um, so show and tell. So, um, so th- this is like adult show and tell. You know, in fact, maybe this is why Jesus just has a special place in his heart for children because they're really good at show and tell. And that's what Jesus is inviting us to do as well. Show and tell the good news. You know, you, you've heard the saying, I'm sure, like, hey, if you had the cure to cancer, would you keep that to yourself? Wouldn't you bring that to show and tell? So we have the opportunity to show and, and tell, to show through our lives what the gospel looks like, and to tell through our mouths what the gospel sounds like. And, you know, it's our actions that give weight to our words. And so they go together, the show and tell. Go back to first grade with me, show and tell. Think how strange it would be if um, I was in your first grade class and I came up for my show and tell time and I brought my um, little thing that I was going to, uh, for show and tell, and, um, and I put the little thing on the podium and I showed you all. And then I picked the little thing up and I went back down to my seat. I didn't say a word. Like, you, don't you want me to tell you about it? Don't you want me to explain why this was significant to me, how this uh, was an amazing experience over the summer for me? Um, You know, if this was like the gospel, how this radically changed my life, how I've been set free? So that's how we respond to the good news. We just receive it as a gift. And then we we read it as headline news, because that's what it is. And uh, And then we begin to live in light of this good news. Um, And then we play show and tell with the people who are in our lives. Okay, let me just like, let me just like tell you why I think this is amazing for me. Why this changed my life. Friends, he's our rescuer. He's come to set us free. Free from death, free from the evil one, free from sin, free from purposelessness free from selfishness. It's come to set us free to live, to live the way that you and I were designed to live, which is to be good news people, good news isers. Thanks for joining our Christ Pacific Sunday Sermon Podcast. To hear more of our sermons or to subscribe or to learn how you can be engaged with what we're up to in Huntington Beach, please visit us at cpc.com.